Welcome to KinkCast. Hello. We're back from our short... Our short, very long break. Yeah. <laughs> Since our last episode was released on December 18th. Oh my gosh, it has been so a So it's like time. two or three weeks. Well, you know, we all need time to reconnect over the holidays and check in with those family members that we've been avoiding all year. Um, we have a Christmas episode that... Seem to heavily be implied that I shouldn't release it. <laughs> oh, did it get released? No, it didn't. Oh, okay, okay, probably a good thing. I haven't listened to it, but I there was some implications that it should not be released. I felt like it was fine at the time. I also don't remember any of it. As I was gonna say, I, I need to stop hitting the nog so hard. Yeah. I, was hitting, I think I was Dana remembers the, less of it. I was hitting the bottle pretty hard on that particular episode, so... But we're back. We're back now. Just in time to do the next sign of the Zodiac. Yes. And we need to start doing regular episodes again. We do. We do. And we will. Um, now that the holidays are over, we can kind of, um, I don't know, connect back in with, with our usual uh, a scheduled program. But... For now, I think that it's really important that we catch up on this sign, considering... What what are the dates for this sign? Uh, We are doing the Capricorn Mail. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is the sign of sexual decadence, and it is December 22nd, so uh, Jesus, Mm -hmm. (laughs) through January 20th. Ooh, okay, all right. So we still have plenty of time, because it's only the 8th, 7th when this episode... 7th or 8th when this one is going to come out. Yeah. Tomorrow. It's the way that that this one's going to come out. So the uh, Capricorn man is the stickler. The stickler. Stickler is what they call him. Ooh, okay. Like a stickler for the rules? The stickler. They just call him the stickler. That could be dirty, though. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) apparently the Capricorn is not just a goat, but a sea goat. Okay. I wonder what the difference is between a goat and a sea goat. No, because it's also an earth sign, not a water sign. So Mm -hmm. I don't know why they keep making the distinction that it is a sea goat. Maybe he's got some watery tendencies. He's like a sea cow, except with horns. Like a manatee? He's a narwhal. He's a narwhal. Narwhal. (laughs) Uh, No, but it does say sea goat. Mm-hmm. Like repeatedly throughout the entire thing. It doesn't refer to him as a goat. It refers to him as a sea goat. Well, and a lot of times when you look up Capricorn, it shows like the head of a goat. It kind of does the... And the tail of yeah. a mermaid? Well, it does like the tail of a fish with the head of a goat. Yeah. And the front the front ho- hoofs. Hoofs. Yes. So it's kind of an interesting... Hoofses. Yeah. His hoofsies. I don't know how that happened. Mm. Fish got frisky. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I believe Pan had sex with a mermaid, and then it took the non-human parts of both of them. Oh, that explains a lot. Look at you. You Just making stuff up. (laughs) Oh, I was believing it. You're pretty good at that. Okay. Uh, Okay. So the Capricorn Man is the Zodiac's consummate sophisticate, 
an anachronism of the first order. He's a living, breathing anom anomaly who, while existing in a thoroughly modern world, nonetheless eschews all things new or culturally mainstream. Like some disposed royal, he is at once grand and stately in his demeanor, as well as perpetually jaded, wistful, and dejected in his outlook. Oh my gosh. Okay, fair. Okay, I'm going to have some epiphany moments during this episode because I'm dating one of these Capricorn men. Yep. And holy shit. All right, please continue. Uh, his personal protocol is to remain unruffled and aloof in every circumstance. For the Capricorn man, life truly is a banquet and he is first in line at the buffet table, never feeling a need to struggle or strive, which to his mind only leads to strife. When it comes to love, he is drawn to a woman with old guard values, if not solid old old money investments, one with whom he can share a traditional love life, he as the front man and she happily supporting and providing him with a stable, functional home life. His perfect mate is a lady-wife type who will share his conventional family views while not questioning his autonomy. In gay bonds, the goat is drawn to guileless pastoral characters, wholesome farm boys, and innocent cowpokes whom he relishes introducing to his dandy, disenchanted ways. Hmm. So for the sign in the mind, the Saturn is the sole ruler of the sign of Capricorn, and in astrological terms, it represents, among others, the principle of restriction and containment. In mythology, Saturn is the father of Jupiter, Kronos and Zeus, uh, and is overthrown by him. The calf man, the fallen archetype, the superannuated, ousted incumbent Grandpa Kronos is on his way out. Calf man, whose sign is associated with the retiring age of 63 to 70, personifies this lame duck energy for better or worse throughout his life. On the positive side, he is a satir he, he is satarian, living the good life, having done his time in the rat race, endowed with a sense of peaceful happiness and prosperity. On the other hand, he is satri satrian, wist I, okay, <laughs> wistful, wistful, melancholy, or often gloomy in the extreme, overly cautious, if not plain old sluggish. It must be noted that Cap's animal totem is not pure goat, but a sea goat, pointing to the contradiction of a capriciously de determined spirit that is nonetheless dragged down by fishy feelings or emotional floundering. Yeah, okay. His focus is less on ambition than any other male sign in the Zodiac, whether in terms of his career or even in his personal life. So he's not ambitious? No, mm. not in the least. He's, he's done being ambitious. He's yeah. retired. Yeah. As the 10th astrological sign associates with his sign, the 10th astrological house associated with his sign is one of social and financial status. Like his archetypical Kronos, Saturn, the cat man, looks upon status as something he was born with. Indeed, he sees it as every person's inherent birthright, but he's over that hill, metaphorically speaking. He's the personification of graceful decline, the notorious dissident or backslider of the Zodiac, who takes his own greatness or achievements with a huge grain of salt. Wow. Interesting. 
what does that mean to take one's achievement with a grain of salt? Like, yeah, I got this, but I don't care. Yeah, I think so. A solid misconception about the sign of Capricorn is that Saturn's rule makes goat people of both sexes closed and restrictive as compared to their expansive and accepting Jupiter-ruled Sagittarian predecessors. Saturn in, but Saturn ensures the recognition of knowing when enough is enough. Indeed, Saturn's sovereignty over the sign signals preservation rather than prohibition. The word Capricorn means goat horn, the mythical uh, cornucopia, which was the she-goat Amalthea's ambrosia-sprouting horn that fed Zeus in his infancy while he was being hidden away from the infanticidal Kronos. This horn of plenty perfectly symbolizes the Capricorn existence as the containment and uh, preservation of abundance, not the outright restriction of it. Yeah, okay, all right. That Cap sounds right. Yeah. So caps of both sexes are most concerned with self-preservation, especially on the spiritual level. Capricorn is the first sign of the final fourth quadrant of the zodiac, which is metaphysically concerned with the spiritual level of existence. Capricorn's quality is cardinal, distinguished by an initiatory essential energy. It is the only cardinal earth sign in the zodiac and can thus be described as port portraying the key essential substance of matter, earth. It's an earth sign. Oh, okay. Uh, akin to, to uh, Saturian structure which preserves the purity of the universe's inherent abundance. Wait, so there's a lot of commas mean? in there. What does that mean? I guess I'm trying to like, okay, let me put this in layman's terms. There's uh, a lot of abundance and they try to manage it or preserve it for as long as possible or Yeah, they they try to preserve what we have in the world, I guess. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. The sign rules the skin and bones of the body, the essential structure minus the meat and fat of the physical self. Cap views his body as a container, if not a temple. I use is the Capricorn mantra, which in the best light refers to the ability to stabilize the self as an implement for spiritual growth. I use? Mm -hmm. Okay. Like I use myself. Yes. Okay. Like they they use their body, their bones and skin. Mm-hmm. Which feels a little gross to me. Yeah, it sounds almost like Eucharist-like. Yeah. Like I'm preserving all of these good things oh. with myself, and I That's am a nice horn one. of plenty. I don't know. It is kind of you mentioned. <laughs> this is the same sign as Jesus would be. It's very yes. Eucharist-like. To be so brash. <laughs> I, I was... Okay, I had different imagery. Yeah, tell me. Uh, have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? Yes, yes I have. Uh, the guy with the eyeballs in his hands, where he's just all skin and bones. Yeah. And like, no meat at all. It's just a bunch of skin hanging off of him. That's what I was... Oh. <laughs> that's what I was imagining when it said it's the skin and bones of the body and not the meat and fat. Where it's just like, a guy that just has so much skin, but like... Other than that, he's pretty much just bones, <laughs> and so he's just skin, like, layered on top of bones. And we did have else. different interpretations of that one. But that's, that's the whole point about astrology is actually, like, 
yeah. relating to it. Uh, so life for the Capricorn guy would appear to be one stint at the country club where he enjoys a distinct, though somewhat faded, VIP standing. The Catman is rarely rude or snooty, and his truest buddies in life are often those in so-called subservient positions who make his life that much more that much more picnic on a daily basis. Waiters, bartenders, doormen, caddies, mechanics, and heads of state. <laughs> yes, those one peasants. Of, one of these is not like the others. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Uh... Being a stickler for fairness, Cap will attempt to be as gracious to his boss as he is to his bookie. It's accurate. So far. Cap might be a purposeful underachiever, taking on jobs that he could do in his sleep, those that afford him time and all-important ease. For the goat man is far more concerned with being rich in spirit than he is with financially rolling in it. That said, he is notoriously bad with money. If he wants to fly to Rio, he will. It might be on the cheapest flight, but he'll do it. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, <laughs> if and when his tastes and whims do exceed his credit limit, he'll simply apply for another credit card. Life Uh-oh. is too short to worry or deprive oneself of pleasure. Besides, there's always personal bankruptcy to wipe the slate clean. Oh, my gosh. Okay, 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 wait. Wait. What is that, um, very, it's very primal, it's another term for that, they're very, like, oh shoot, what is, there's a term for it where you just live in the moment and you try to, uh, pleasure is the only thing that's really important in life. Uh, I just went blank. Okay, continue. Is it a, like a Greek term? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dionysus? Yeah, um... What's the name of the robot from Futurama that, uh... Hedonism. Hedonism bot. Hedonism. That is it. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Okay. This is starting to sound like a very hedonistic type of sign where they're really focused on, okay, I want to preserve things. I want to be like curating the good things in life, but also but I want to live that good life too. Hedonism, like, kind of implies like, like an excess of yeah. like food and stuff. And one of the things that it says in here is that they usually they'll eat well, but mm-hmm. not like excessively. Yeah. Like they yeah. they if they they prefer quality over quantity. A conservative hedonist. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's a, almost exactly how it describes it, except without those words. Yeah. But that's yeah, cool. that, okay. it, yeah, it does say that they prefer quality over quantity in almost everything. So yeah. uh, they'll eat, like, they'll take that trip to Rio, but mm-hmm. like, they. Yeah, they'll order the filet mignon, but only like once a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Human imperfection, to his mind, is something to embrace, not ignore, and certainly not root out. In fact, it is something to celebrate. So, they're fine with imperfection. Yeah. And that's Uh it it for the... You have a lot, just... Are you skipping that? Unless you want me to talk about... The bad stuff? The, uh... No, the family life of their parents. We We usually skip out on that, so that makes sense. Or how Holden Caulfield in Catcher in the Rye is the model of this. I haven't read that in a long time. I don't even remember who that character is. Uh, he's 
Am I, am I wrong in thinking he's the uh, guy that inspired that assassin? <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. This requires more research. Moving on. <laughs> Hold up. We can just look it up real fast. Catcher in the Rye Murder. Yeah, Mark David Chapman. Killed John Lennon mm-hmm. because uh, he was inspired by Catcher in the Rye and Holden Caulfield. Wow. All right. Yep. Something to do with phonies and people being phonies. No. But no, I, I marked out the uh, family stuff. Because it's stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I don't believe in any of this. <laughs> disclaimer. Oh, yeah. yeah, disclaimer. I uh, don't know. It's pretty It's pretty accurate so far. You would know better than me. This doesn't sound like my friend who just had his birthday. Oh, okay. But. Yeah. Uh, body and soul. The Capricorn man is by far the most affected male character on the astrological wheel, and though such a statement might sound like a slight, it isn't. For the goat guy puts on such delightful airs beginning at so young an age that by the time he hits his 20s, his many infamous poses will have become so utterly woven into his psyche that he will that that would that what would be perceived as pretense in someone else surfaces in him as an organic second nature. Cap's old-fashioned eccentricity is often uncannily represented in his signature style of dress. Classic, leisurely looks akin to what his grandfather would have sported some 50 years ago. Wow, that's accurate. Oh, okay. uh, one thing, uh, an important part of the preservation yeah. is that usually, like, when they get something, like... They will ride it to its death. Yes. So, like, if they get a, like, if they get, like, the car that they've always dreamed of, mm-hmm. they will drive that car until that car... The wheels fall off. ...is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, it, it did say that, like, whatever they get... Yeah. They They'll keep milk it. it as long as they yeah. can. Yeah. Well, if it ain't broke, I mean, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the world as Capricorn sees it is in decay, evidenced not only by his style of dress and manner, but in his love for gilded relics of foregone eras. Whether they be vintage cars, ancient cities, venerable social venues, or the old world manners and charms in other people. So, basically, everything new is bad. Everything old is good. Yeah. Even when he's not terrifically tall, he will appear so, having the perfect proportions for being the notoriously clothes horse that he is. Dressed to the nines, but oh so coolly and casually, in trademark gray, slate, charcoal, and silver, Cap will nonetheless sport some kind of, some form of flourish, a mopish mop top a modish mop-top haircut, pastel tie, notable absence of socks, elegant antique watch, his signature signet pinky ring, or a real dead giveaway, an ascot. Holy moly, I'm dating this person! (laughs) With martini, Manhattan, or old-fashioned firmly in hand, this larger-than-life fellow is hard to miss at a party. Speaking as he does in a smarmy stage whisper of a voice, often with perfect Shakespearean pronunciation, which might seem to be some sort of put on. 
but no, here's no victim of pretense, sycophant, or kiss-assy corporate yes-man. Catman simply does not seek to impress, particularly in his professional dealings. Wow. Yeah. He lives his life as if it was one long, languid cruise to his namesake Isle of Capri. (laughs) Interesting. Wow. That's really interesting. He's always cavalier about his spending, too. Feels that he likes to spend, and he feels that he has nothing to lose. So he just spends, spends, spends. A perfect match to those antiquated settings he enjoys, the goat guy embodies a classic appeal. He, his looks recalling matinee idols of yore. Such examples, Cary Grant, Danny Kaye, Anthony Hopkins, Mel Gibson, Ted Danson. I mean, he, Ted Danson is a handsome man. Mm-hmm. Denzel Washington, Jude Law, Jared Leto, Jim Carrey, Andy Kaufman, Elvis Presley, Ricky Martin, David Bowie, Rod Sterling are just some of the typically cleft-chinned, psychologically complex characters of this sign. I date half of those guys. David, David Bowie, for sure. Yeah. I probably wouldn't date Jared Leto because he'd probably, like, murder some rats and put them in your stew or something. Jude Law I've had a crush on since I was, like, able to feel sex feelings. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins. I don't know. He's a little on the creepy side. I mean, not in real life, but, you know, you mm. see the Silence of the Lambs once and he's forever that guy. There are so many women that I know that are in love with him because of that. They can have it. It's fine. creepy, but... It's a little too much. <laughs> okay, that's a little too much. Yeah. Fava beans. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally fit, Cap's body is kept trim via casual sports and time-tested means, such as running, swimming, or afternoons on the treadmill or tennis court. Typically taller and leaner than most men, his stature may be somewhat stooped, his spine curving near his square but firm shoulders, as if in a perpetual shrug of resignation. All of Capricorn's extremities, including his hands and feet, are of the long, thick, and heavily veined variety. Hmm. Huh. That bodes well, I guess. I don't know. Uh, his package tends to be loose and floppy. Oh. Boasting a rather fleshy phallus as well as low-hanging cojones, a sign, a signal of an inherent sense of calm in males throughout the animal kingdom, as well as another visible symptom of his association with the sagging group of 63 to 70. <laughs> Likewise, oh, cap guys so go gray. <laughs> yeah. Likewise, cap cap guys go gray earlier than most men in the zodiac. Snowy temples uh, lend him the signature air of sophistication, often while still in his twenties. Wow, interesting. Also, every time I'm reading this, I keep thinking Captain America because everyone calls him Cap. Yeah. When correctly, they should call him Mister America. No. Right. Right. Mr. He's got a name. It's yeah. Steve. Like, yeah. like he doesn't in, in the movies. He doesn't call Tony Stark Iron. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. 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 Iron. Man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, they're friends. You don't have to call your friends by their title. Mm-hmm. 
Sex and sexuality. Even in his youth, Cap Man is notoriously attracted to older girls and women who, even when having numerous years on him, are continually surprised and challenged by his ripe adult nature. Though he seeks a form of caretaking from a woman, the typical Capricorn man requires no guidance or nurturing. Though he may love to admit it, what he wants is someone to pick up rather than look after him. Cap is rarely attracted to domineering women, drawn instead to seemingly shy and retiring types, if not outright wallflowers or would-be spinsters who otherwise wither on the vine, in whom he feels he he'll find protection, undivided devotion, or outright servility. <gasps> I'm sorry. Continue. None of this is real. <laughs> this, this is all made up. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's all, it's all made up. <laughs> like uh what's that show whose line is it anyway <laughs> points are real yeah. i don't know chris <laughs> i don't know i feel like we're getting into the heart of a lot of my fights with my with my boyfriend <laughs> pick up your own damn shit I think okay you, sorry you're probably just also seen because you know the things are intentionally vague and they're supposed to be like that's pretty specific you can read into I don't know. We'll see how it goes. It keep, can be applied going. to a lot of people. Oh, yes, absolutely. He is so blasé toward current trends that he seems out of step with his peers invites, and invites ridicule, ridicule on that score just as he does for reaching puberty early, standing out like a sore, hairy thumb. The tenth house also determines how the world sees and evaluates you, so judgments are felt that much more acutely by the cat. It is definitely to Cap's credit that he is not much of a lookist, leaving importance placed on outward appearances to his externally-minded predecessor Sagittarius. Instead, he focuses on what beauty a person harbors on the inside, though often to a fault. It's true. It's so cute. The main point when it comes to sex and relationships, or really any life goal, is that the guy, the goat guy simply can't cope with competition. He usually stands out in whatever particular field that he stands out in, but it is because he's the only one that is standing out in that way. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it goes on. Uh, he usually personifies a pinnacle of whatever genre he is in yeah capping it off uh there was rock and roll then there was elvis there was boxing then there was joe frazier and muhammad ali there was hollywood leading man then Cary grant the great american novelist then jd salinger etc mm -hmm. etc et yeah. david bowie came around and completely reinvigorated rock and roll mm -hmm. and pop uh, and it does say that usually they will, uh, at some point, recognize their, like... Abilities. Abilities, and then, like, take a back seat. Because, like it says, they don't like competition. Mm -hmm. And then they'll come back a few years later, you know, revolutionize again. Mm -hmm. uh, like David Bowie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> In New Romantic Bonds, Cap is seen as the ultimate catch particularly to friends and family of his new mate. People flock and defer to him. He is the front man, showing his partner the town, painting it red. He is everyone's favorite and can do no wrong. But 
Soon he falls from grace, typically because he simply rears his very human emotional head, and those who saw him as the most happy fella suddenly have a hard time accepting him as a melancholy baby. Oh dear. Ironically, though he's famously jaded by limelight, by limelight seekers, Capricorn himself likes to feel like a star, at least in whatever ragtag circle he might amass. Wow. Interesting. Of any man in the Zodiac, Cap is most likely to disbelieve in love altogether. Often in his jaded sophistication, throwing that baby out with the bathwater of what he considers to be phony social contrivances. Typically, it's a subconscious uh, excuse. Our melancholy Pan, it keeps referring to him as Pan throughout this too, mm -hmm. uh, Pan wants in adulthood to avoid the feelings of heartbreak he experienced in his youth. What does that mean, though? That he doesn't believe in love, but it's just an excuse because he doesn't want to get heartbroken again? Yeah. That, yeah. But it's from childhood that he was heartbroken? Uh, like, from relationships when he was young. Oh, okay. Okay, that's that makes more sense. Uh, there's a good deal of the Capricorn male population as well who subscribe to the antiquated belief that women are on the planet to procreate and otherwise do a man's bidding. It's where the tradition of Saturn's rule over the 10th house can negatively manifest. Generally, what goes along with this sort of cat male personality is a strict adherence to an organized religion. I'm very glad that's not true <laughs> with, with the cat that I'm dating. Because <laughs> holy hell, I would run in the other direction. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Yeah, you say it, you say it's not true. It picks and, out stuff that can be applied to like, yeah. I mean, it's just like that. It it'll pick out like ex specific stuff that can be applied to like a specific group, mm -hmm. and then it'll do a different specific thing that can't be applied at all. But you just toss that one out because the first one was like, oh, well, that that one was right. So yeah. this one just must have gotten it wrong. So mine just must be the exception, yeah. or. You read more into it and you're like, wait a minute, I do see them kind I can kind of see that. Yeah. I, I don't want to take that route. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, they're just throwing whatever sticks at the wall. Mm -hmm. And when one thing sticks, you'll be like, oh they my God. They got that one thing right. They, the ascot and the small piece of flair. Yeah. That's my boyfriend to a T. Like... And the, like the, a bunch of skin hanging off with his eyes in his hands. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I did like the description of like the old, old man balls. Like, yeah, that was great. Exactly. I was like, oh God, that's also not exactly accurate. So <laughs> it's just really funny. You gotta keep it tight. <laughs> I just thought that was great. They're born with old man balls. Yeah, like. Pretty much. Uh, that's what it says anyway. Okay. Sorry. Continue. Oh, uh, Sir Isaac Newton was also one of these. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, famously uh, celibate, uh, died a virgin. Proudly died mm -hmm. a virgin. Don't need any of those icky women. They got mm -hmm. cooties. Aren't they? He believed that they, uh, in, uh, sexuality inhibited the growth of the mind. Right. Because if you drain your snake of all your 
life-giving fluids, then your brain don't work so good. Oh my God. What? There's a bunch of these people that have been me too'd. Oh no. Uh, Matt Lauer. Uh-oh. Phil Spector. Hasn't been me too'd, but by this time I'm pretty sure he was a convicted murderer. <laughs> uh, Tolkien. There we go. A.A. Milne. That guy. The artist? Yeah. Hmm. There you go. Hmm. <gasps> you want to read it? Kid for the, Rock. You know, <laughs> want to read it for the whole class? Yeah. I'm, I'm, not all of them are interesting. Oh, okay. You say that, and then you like read one name one time, and I'm like, oh, that person. You're like, but you don't know who this person is? I was also real frustrated because there was a much more important person immediately after that one. You guys were like, who's that? I was like, like, uh, one of the most famous people. Oh, okay. Stupid <laughs> drummer from some band or something with an uh, insect name or Ralph something. Ralph Fiennes. Baltimore. Oh, Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, Very cool. Voldemort's very sexy. Slits for noses. You know, he's sexy in some of his other movies. That's not one I would pin him on being I, super sexy. I like uh, I like his performance in uh, in Bruges. Oh yeah, your favorite movie? Yeah, yeah. yeah that Where makes they sense. they say the c word back and forth like yeah. fifteen times in a two minute span. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me too much. <laughs> Have you seen it? Yes, it's a good, I watched. I watched it with you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cap typically spends his entire youth cultivating his mind with intellectual, religious, or philosophical study, just as he hones his knowledge of social grace. In this respect, he fancies himself a catch, worthy of imparting his priceless knowledge to a partner, sometimes in return for pocket money. Oh, did I read the part that Cap may think nothing of marrying for money? I read that one, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. What does that mean? No, you didn't read that. What does that mean? Cat may think of may think nothing of marrying for money, because he doesn't believe in love, so he will just marry for status. Ah, that's interesting. Yeah. Cap typically spends his entire youth, you know, cultivating knowledge. Uh, in this way, a shy, dowdy, and devotional heiress could easily become Capricorn's Capricorn male's most compatible mate. Hmm. So he's looking for those loaded ladies. Yep. Ah, sorry. Those little demure, <laughs> demure flowers that are... Yeah, the country club wallflowers yeah. that have lots of money. Uh, inter- prestige. Yeah. Entering into a marriage with Cap Man is akin to having an elderly grandfather come to stay for good. <laughs> and not just in terms of the wardrobe. <laughs> In his bonds, Cap hopes to reap the benefit of being attended to while afforded the freedom and respect due to a worldly wise elder. It's not completely inaccurate. The goat is naturally drawn to the rich and powerful. Na- uh, love aside, the goat is equally unmoved by sexual stirrings, which are rarely a determinant factor in his choice of a partner. Erotic desires may be somewhat of an annoyance to him. A woman may have difficulty sussing out whether the cat man is sexually interested or not. Many, many dates transpire before he even so much as makes a move. Still, satri, 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 that word. Satriasis? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's got satyr in it. Satriasis. 
uh, defined as an uncontrollable sexual desire in men, isn't named after his goatish archetype for nothing. But the more he feels it, the more he seeks to restrict its hold on him. Everything, it would seem, turns him on, and his more lascivious sensations, those that call into beating his sexual identity, torment him to no end. What? He's turned on by everything, but he doesn't think it's classy, so he turns, so he represses it. <laughs> that explains so much. <laughs> okay. The repression of that mighty, healthy libido is what ultimately begins to twist it into more perverted directions. When finally settling into a marriage, say with a safe, notoriously straight-laced mate, he will need to make other arrangements for his more out there desires. Oh! <laughs> Just as the 10th house rules interest outside the home, so too might he find release for his more shocking sexual urges. So he's from gonna go a third looking for party. a mistress, huh? Yeah. <gasps> but it's almost out of courtesy. So as to not trouble his partner. Yeah, I read that and I was like, what the fuck is this? This seems like the paragraph where it's like, the, the author is, is a Capricorn male and he's like, see honey, look, I have to. <laughs> Cause I can't do this to you. I have to do it to somebody else. That's funny and interesting. Yeah. His fantasies and his actual sexual behavior are typically no straightforward affair, but rather layered with deviations, fetishes, and more than his fair share of hangups. His brand of sex is salacious and often more depraved than most people might even begin to imagine. At the core of his desire is his interest in contrast, which typically manifests as him taking on the role of aristocratic master, whether subtly or in full costume and with makeup, while his woman plays the perfect wench or scullery maid. Perhaps his proclivity for debased and degrade, er, debasement and degradation Degradation might manifest in a simple desire for naughty no-no sex, such as anal penetration, his personal favorite, or even an oral var variation on the same theme. Ooh, hot. Cap also has a fetish for women dressed as nubiles, in whom pig in in the whole pigtails and shorty pajamas regalia. Like Lolita. Oh, 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 okay. <gasps> Interesting. Like dressed up like a cheerleader and yeah, yes. And schoolgirl uh, singing Santa Baby. Uh huh. Uh huh. That. Yep. Or that hilarious scene from Community. <laughs> oh God. Where Annie dresses up as Santa oh. to, seduce, to seduce Jeff Winger to sing with them. Yes, poor little Annie Adderall. Boopy doopy doo sex. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I think the, I think the baby, the baby voice has diminishing returns sexually. I think it does. Yeah. I think it does. <laughs> I love that scene. It's so good. <laughs> I watched it the other day for Christmas, actually. 
It's good. Uh, Cap might go in for a bit of role play whereby his partner must do all that he says. He might even get off on paying for the right to have his sexual mandates carried out. And he's no no cheapo on that end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gonna be a high price. If he's gonna get a mistress, he's gonna pay her well. Yeah. He's not gonna go for a pretty woman. He's gonna go for like the very expensive pretty one. Yeah. He's not gonna pick up Sandra Bullock. Oh Is that no. Her? Yeah, Sandra Bullock. He's not gonna pick her up on the side of the road so that she can drive his car home because he doesn't know how to drive stick shift. <laughs> it's Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you do that to me? Because I was going to see if you caught it or not. You're fine. I just This is our friendship. I'll figure it out one day. You I can. own that movie. Yes. You'd yeah. think I would know. Uh, the woman should do stuff to him as he experiences an extra wave of excitement when certain acts pose a challenge, taking some practice, if not some stomaching, to get the job done right. Ooh, interesting. So he wants to be a little bit of a submissive. Mm-mm. Oh, no. He wants it to be done to him, but him to order it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even if it's disgusting. Yeah. Even all the better if it's disgusting. Yeah. Like my hairy toes. Gross. Past experiences, traumatic or erotic, make a heavy impact on the cap, and he will want to repeat the pleasurable behavior of a bygone era. <laughs> everything about him in the past. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes ritualistically. It is acts of this ilk that he most fears broaching with his more prudish mates. But he even he'd have to admit that what gets his sexual goat most is the idea of corrupting a puritanical priestess. <gasps> it's like... It's this, very cloak and dagger. I'm getting these like images in my brain of like a very ceremonial um, sex, you know, kind of like we talked about with one of our Halloween episodes. Yeah, he's wearing like an all black mask that just has eye holes. Yeah, and a black robe, and yeah. she's strapped to an altar, and he's yeah. bringing the dagger down. Yeah, yeah, and his dick. Like, no, I don't know. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> now, uh. And this is like the third one in a row that's like, they like corrupting people. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just like something that guys like to do. I, I don't know. Maybe that's I just like, like a fantasy. I like that as well. I think that's just like a very common fantasy among yeah. guys. It's like uh, taking the like pure hearted virgin and uh, seeing, seeing them uh, crave the cock. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Dirty talk at its finest. Yeah. Uh, and a nod to Saturn's seventh house of restraint. Which is weird, because I thought Saturn was tenth house. Something else with tenth house, is that... Oh, this is the tenth house. Oh. Okay, whatever. Uh, cat, maybe it's just a typo, or maybe it's also rules the seventh house. And I'm just, we're just forgetting it. Uh, cap is notoriously titillated by the prim, repressed-looking women with priggish trappings. Nurses, secretaries, librarians, teachers, clerks, and tellers top the list of those whom the sea goat most would most like to drag down into the depths of blissful degradation. Ooh. His actual activities usually stop short of any form of S&M, a bit of bondage perhaps, but he's really not one for whips and chains. 
But it is, according to this, this is the quote, it is terribly sophisticated, after all, for a man to allow his female partner to cavort with other men. Of course, that's just a fancy way of saying the cap gets off on watching a woman being screwed by another guy. It tops his fantasy list far more than the prospect of witnessing her mix it up with another sexy minx. Unlike the Virgo man, it isn't a matter of getting off by being cuckolded. Rather, it is the female's degradation that imparts a thrill and so in his fantasy the more bestial and rough a character having at his woman the better. Ooh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And uh, uh, sexual feelings for other men are something most cat males experience. Our fishy seagoat has a sexual ishy air about him. That inherent stra- stra- sat- satiricis, that word that we said earlier, that yeah. we defined, causes sap, to, causes sap, causes cap to eroticize experiences and sexualize most people, further predisposing him to attracting those of his own gender. Cap is so essentially emotionally restrained, a stickler for what is, quote, right and traditional, that even having homosexual urges can set off bouts of intense psychological pandemonium. Wow. Often, he literally is as the bisexual goat, playing it straight with a wife while keeping a boy or two on the side. Ooh, interesting and kinky, of course. And uh, now for the gay. That was bye. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting because, I mean, to have... I don't know, interest in, in sexualizing everybody. That's kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know, very ungrandfatherly. Yeah, but... Capricorn. Just psychological pandemonium. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, say. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel like you have to say it like an old... What, like a, a, what are these urges doing to me? <laughs> so unfancy. <laughs> it's a good thing I... As was defined earlier... I'm a man of God. The woman keeps her place in the house, and I hit myself for these urges. <laughs> Makes me think of, like, I don't know, a lot of theatrical uh, interpretations of, like, Cotton Mather. Who? Cotton Mather. He was, like, a... Is he the inventor of cotton? No. No, no. He was, he was, uh... Uh, I don't know. He was like a Quaker or something, but he was like a historical man of God that was like an early, early American that was basically trying to make sure that this was a Christian nation, right? But he um, probably goes out back and whips himself and yeah. like gets off okay. on that. So, yeah. no, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. He's the guy who coined the phrase "that doesn't cotton with me." Ha <laughs> yuck! Ha yuck! Okay. <laughs> Also, that seems like a phrase that a Capricorn man might use because it's yeah. very old. Time. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't cotton with me, Shay. <laughs> I don't know why I went gangster. I was trying, I trying to do transatlantic and went straight to gangster. Oh. <laughs> what would my life be if I wasn't here? <laughs> oh. But, yeah, he, he would play one of these types. Yeah. What's his name? 
Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Little Jimmy. Ah, Dosh, you got me all tangled up. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, as I said, now for the gay. Yes, tell me about gay Capricorn man. The Cap guy is loath to be categorized by others, eschewing sexual labels, even when lifting up his dress to give it to the bent-over buddy. Yes, dress. Cap is rarely one to settle into an all-exclusive domestic role with a mate. The gay goat is a bundle of contradictions. The Zodiac's notorious top man in drag. Cap is attracted to completely guileless country boys, rugged rednecks, and straight-acting bubbas with down-home charm and manners, whom he hopes to flip over faster than you can say cornhole. <laughs> That's some great writing right there. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing unfetters the brow of the gay cap male more than a jaunty romp in the hay with an uncomplicated rustic. Ooh. Uh, and then it says, if pressed, his favorite village person would be the cowboy. The cowboy. And I was just like, this was clearly written in 2003. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, we could just throw all the gay stereotypes all together. <laughs> Uh, Cap enjoys being an anomaly, happy to feed the chickens, milk the cow, or mechanics forever being his strong... Wait, what? Yeah, I read that right. Cap enjoys being an anomaly, happy to feed the chickens, milk the cows, or mechanics forever being his strong suit, recustomize a tractor engine, albeit dressed in a Gucci thong. Hot. Let's just say Cap can put or Cap can put the boy in flamboyant. Ooh. He is gloriously inappropriate and people love him for it, especially his lover who benefits from all the nasty pleasures Cap is prone to impart. He is hands down the Zodiac's ass man, and much of his bedtime shenanigans center around that certain spot. But penetration is never hurried. Rather, it is meant to transform his manly mate into a pleading pussy boy of the first order. So he's dumbin. Yeah. He's he's on top of that. And something others might never assume. Cap knows that, to look at them, most people would suspect that his typically hapless hunk of a mate was the pitcher, and he the catcher, and it thrills him to no end knowing that the opposite is usually true. Fascinating. The gay goat takes a leisurely approach to lovemaking, as considerate in playing with his lover as he is in arranging flowers or installing a new carburetor. So he's handy. That's cool. Yeah. Handy. He knows how to turn the right knobs and adjust the right springs and... Working on a car, and he's also good at doing those things. Oh, with I thought his you were mate. talking about. Oh, okay. I was getting there. I was. I was going somewhere with that, and I just kind of turning the knobs and adjusting the springs up someone's yeah. butt. Yeah. With their fingers. There, there you go. That's the. That, yep. Those are the ones. Those are the Satan horns. <laughs> those are two really hard fingers to get in a Devil butt. Devil horns. Yeah. <laughs> oh my Is that goodness. Why they're called devil horns. Put them in and pull them. 
And that's it. That's the Capricorn man. That's it. Except for the turn-ons and then the pairings. Ooh, yes. Let's definitely talk about those turn-ons. So for the straight turn-ons, and I don't think we've mentioned before, straight in this section of the book is spelled with an eight. So S-T-R-8 turn-ons, the straight turn-ons. Older women, submissives, dark skin and dark hair, Asians and Latinas, female repression fantasies, small breasts and big bottoms, active B&D, swapping, mastering, schoolgirls and spanking, primitive and native women, corsets binding slash binding clothes, active humiliation, voyeurism, pimping and being cuckolded, active anal penetration, but passive analingus. Voyeurism again. Because they mean it twice. I guess so. So nice we said it twice. <laughs> Female masturbation, librarians and nurses, buns in chignongs, C-H-I-G-N-O-N. Buns in chignongs? I have no idea. A G-N usually makes a nya sound. Like nyaki, chignongs. Maybe it's like hairstyle i'm guessing so masks and hoods i said ah, he was in a mask in a hood it's a cult and transsexuals i don't huh. know if that's a correct term still mm-hmm. i don't think so transsexual no that is the correct term isn't it uh yeah yeah okay. any kind of dysphemism from that is not okay uh gay turn-ons younger men and twinks Chicken. She just likes the taste of it. Continue. Are you just gonna look up what does chicken mean to gay people? <laughs> Skinny physiques, topping, active analingus and ass play, cowboys, farmers, laborers, leather, chaps, boots, and denims, Latin and Mediterranean men. Waiters, busboys, role reversal, and virgin bottoms. Back rooms and sex clubs. This is a long, much longer list. Secrecy and uh, anonymity. Active body worship. Did you figure it out? Yeah. What is it? Like chicken. Like you play chicken. Oh, gay chicken. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I get that. Did you look up, did you just look up gay chicken and you were like, <laughs> wait a minute, yeah, I've heard this term. I was like, I know exactly what this is. Uh, uh, kink and raunch. Heavy, active B&D. Cross-dressing. Active humiliation. Straight men and bisexuals. Cock rings, piercings, and pumps. Body fluids and water sports. Pornography. Wait, what? All of the things. Just pornography? Could they just put that on like most lists? Yeah. What turns you on? Well, I like porn. (laughs) Active light torture. Waifs, wastrels, and prostitutes. Wastrels? Wastrels? Okay. No idea. Sounds like an old timey term. Skinny guys? No, because it was on the list with... Well, it was on the list with waifs and prostitutes. But not once did it mention cowboys. Yeah, it did. Oh, it did. Okay. Cowboys, farmers, and laborers. There we go. Farmers. Yeehaw. Leather chaps, boots, and denim. (laughs) There we go. 
Ah, chicken. Now it makes sense. <laughs> he likes to feed the chickens. Yeah. Upkeep with the farm. Oh, maybe that's what it meant. Maybe you just uh, like yeah, that's maybe the, one. the those little chicken legs turn them on. That's what it is. Them little skinny chicken legs. <laughs> <laughs> or, or he just thinks like <laughs> there's a cock. <laughs> cock a doodle doo. <laughs> and that's it for uh-huh. the turn ons. Some interesting stuff. Giving you any ideas? Yeah, actually, it's it's fascinating for, the, for your future bedroom plans. No, for my future bedroom plans, no. Um, well, maybe. <laughs> it's a, you mentioned that this was regarding your boyfriend. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna try anything wild. I just go old fashioned. You're not gonna get him a, a mask and a hood. Yeah. That'd be hot. As a matter of fact, we were talking about that earlier. There was a meme that they like released the other day that was like, um, has the guy like a plague doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like, what happened to doctors? Like they used to have this cool mask and you know, their nose like had a beak and it was like very phallic. And they also had like a pimp cane and that's also pretty phallic. And they used to like give you cocaine to help you with the ghosts that was in your blood. And stuff, and then it's like, doctors today wear a cheesy lab coat, really don't help you that much. (laughs) Like, don't decide, don't prescribe you anything fun. Those, Um, uh, I, if I remember correctly, uh, those, uh, doctor's masks, the Italian doctor masks, yeah, uh, those were, uh, the reason they had the long beak was that those beaks were filled with, uh, like herbs and spices to, uh, keep the smell of decay, (laughs) decay out, Yeah. yeah, which makes a lot of sense. So, anyways, hmm. also look pretty fucking cool. What do you got in that mask? Oh, it's just my potpourri collection. <laughs> yeah. And this one smells like pumpkin spice because because it it's seasonal. <laughs> seasonal. I like it. I like it. All right, let's look at these couplings, of which I am very curious. And here we are, right off from the very beginning. I'm an Aries woman. I'm dating a Capricorn man, and it says here, if you're looking for complication. She'll connect with complex cap man, a messy match, dramatic, chaotic, unclear, extreme fantasies are comfortably expressed, gender bending, swapping, or S&M, maybe status quo. Gender bending, swapping? It did say, it did say like to cross dress, but. It's a lot more exciting than I think. The gender bending, doesn't that imply that both people are cross dressing? Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. Well, go, go buy a strap on. I, that sounds way more exciting than what I've got. <laughs> <laughs> Can I upgrade? Um, no, okay. To what? Another Capricorn? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, let's see here. Okay, Capricorn man and Taurus woman. He often keeps his woman undercover. Not so now. She's a classy piece of arm candy. She exists to create a stable environment in which he might thrive. Life together is hot everything. Only the best will do. Huh? Hot couture. Oh, okay. Hot everything. Okay. I, I thought you were mispronouncing hot. Sorry. No. No. I, that, that's, that's me. I just, I've never heard that word said aloud. Yeah. I've only ever read it. So I was like, yeah. hot? You're just saying hot weird? Couture. You just put a weird inflection like I do on some yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just like to, you know, emphasize meaningless words. Mm. All right. It's so hoot. So, Cap Man and Gemini Woman. From the start, they seem set on different speeds. He is slow and she is swift. At best, they help each other adjust to a more moderate pace. 
Sexually, she feels snubbed, but he's dreaming up ways to draw out her desire. Doesn't sound like too bad of a pairing. No. They're just, they just gotta, she can't lap him. <laughs> you know, in speeding. Okay. Now, in, even if she was starting to lap him, she, he'd probably just get in his snub-nosed motorboat. <laughs> yeah. Like from the infamous <laughs> novel, The Great Gatsby. There you go. The go. only time I've read of a snub-nosed motorboat. <laughs> and All he right. seems like a great Gatsby type. With the cancer woman, at first it's a mind-blowing sexual encounter, and it paves the way for a commiserative bond. Oh, God. Whether as carnal cohorts or something more committed, erotic activity borders on extreme. Strange, rough sex is standard. Strange. Damn. Strange sex. What's... I don't know, but I'm into it. I gotta, like, keep changing it up. I guess. Um, okay, with the Leo woman, it's two precocious characters whose individual independence dwindles once they're a duo. He is especially possessive. In bed, it's dirty, as Christina Aguilera, Aguilera might say. Dirty. Perhaps more daring than either would venture with another. Worship is the key word. Of course Leo wants to be worshipped. Okay. Um, with the Virgo woman, they have a plan to work as a team, to prosper, to live in relative luxury. They play house, <clears throat> taking traditional roles. Sex is rarely a focus. Surprisingly, in some cases, the marriage is comfortably open. Interesting. Hmm. With the Libra woman forming a culture club of two, these characters draw up their own design for a living, passionately participating in the worlds of fashion, art, or media. Their sex life, though secondary, is equally progressive. Oh. Who are the girls with the passion for fashion? Rats. <laughs> <laughs> um, with the Scorpio woman... Slowly, she insinuates her way into his life. Once having gained entry, they're inseparable. She takes over, which suits his armchair approach to living. He's the prima donna. In bed, too, he's happy to hang back. Ever since reading the Scorpio chapters, everything that they do sounds sinister. It does. Like, it almost sounds like she, like, kind of snuck in, stabbed him, and then, it, like, the venom just kind of, like, you know? Yes. Like a spider, I have bitten you and filled you with my venom, and now you're going to liquefy in my little pods. Yeah. <laughs> and you will like it. Yeah. He'd be like, okay, it's fine. As long as it's comfortable. Yeah. You put me in a nice chair. <laughs> All right. Throw an ascot on me. Yeah. <laughs> I need some flair. <laughs> will you fetch it for me? All right. The Sagittarius woman, slick Sagittarius and classy Capricorn man are drawn to the best circles of society, smoothly and successfully threading their way through the social fabric of their choosing. In bed, they're brassy and no holds barred. A big and brassy couple. <laughs> That's great. Hmm. Like a tuba. Yeah. That's a brass instrument, isn't well, that it? That is a brass instrument. I don't know about brass instruments. All right. Capricorn man on Capricorn woman. Two old souls. They're a handsome couple with refined taste, <laughs> sharing a somewhat superior self-perception. Her set-in-stone values may cause him some consternation. Sex is slow and steady. They're respectful and even courteous. Yeah, what'd you say? <laughs> uh, can't hear you. 
Capricorn man and Aquarius woman. They may be explosive in each other's company, those thus overly conscious of not instigating a scene. <laughs> so they don't like each other. <laughs> Still, there's plenty of hilarity here. In bed, emotionally inten- emotional intensity is put to its best use. Sex is ardent and unruly. That's funny. I'm just going to fight with you. I'm they, public. They don't like each other in bed. Right. <laughs> they. It doesn't sound like they have a great sex life, but they're funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible couple. <laughs> it does. All right, and finally with the Pisces woman, it begins as a best friendship. They inspire each other's wildest dreams. Pisces must keep her misty eyes wide open. He relies on her to be their collective conscious, conscience. Cap's mission is to gratify the ravenous Pyshin lover. I said it right. Pyshin. That's good, because I'll have to record that and try to memorize it for when we get to that chapter. And I'm like, Pyshin. Pyshin. A fish. A fishy. One of the wet wiggly ones. All right. The gay couples begin with the Capricorn man and the Aries man. Aries is... So if you were a guy... Yeah, if I were a guy... Which this did say... hot guy. It did say gender bending was in your future. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> well, you know, when I have a cold, like now, I have a very deep voice, so I'm already on my way. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Can you go deeper? <laughs> it's not... Raw. I know, I can't go deeper. <laughs> I am so manly. Oh, that could work. He dresses as the Red Hood. You dress as Batman. I'm Batman. I am the knight. (laughs) Okay. All right. Aries man. Aries is the arm candy who worships a worldly, well-bred goat guy. After fascination fades, their focus turns towards friendship. From overtly sexual beginnings, this pair may slowly become abstemious. So it sounds passionless. Yeah. Like, yeah. Be- yeah. Better as friends. Yeah. You know, they're, they're good, but after the while, the, the sex is just meh. They have sex, and then they greet each other like two men, mm-hmm. shake hands, and say, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> All right. That was fine. That was- yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> that was adequate. Uh. I accept. <laughs> All right, with the Taurus man, it's a fondness for each other might go unspoken. Sexual involvement, too, might stay under wraps. Friendship is guaranteed. Taurus and Cap combos are great roomies. In bed, the goat's well-honed handiwork unearths the bull's desire. There's a lot of livestock in this room. <laughs> well, we're talking about... That's a wild Zodiac, barn. That's so. a wild barn right there. I know. Those especially roomies. especially with that sopping wet fish man. Oof. Fish goat. Fish goat. <sighs> it's hairy and slimy at the same time. <laughs> How do they do that? Okay. <sighs> All right. With the Gemini man. That's you. Oh, that's me. Financial gain may inspire this twosome's togetherness. Little wonder tensions arise if resources dwindle. Taunting each other is a way to play. They call it quipping. Sex is dirty. The kinkier, the better. Quipping? Yeah. I'm in a Marvel movie? Because all they do is quip. Oh, yes. I like Marvel movies, but all they do is quip. They can't let anything stand on its own. Yes. Anyway, back, backing off movies. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, Cap and Cancer Man. These astro opposites face many challenges. There's trouble lurking behind the straight surfaces they present. In the end, Cap is labeled the villain. But from the first, sex is so fine as it as as to become a fetish. So, like, the sex is good and it only gets better. I wish I could quit you. <laughs> All right, with the Leo man, Leo feels out of the loop. He's a neophyte compared to the cultured goat guy. But the lion learns to accept the guidance of such a socially adept sophisticate. In bed, Cap hopes to expose his hick to a sousson of sin. That's cool. You you tried hard for this. (laughs) I I really... Sousson. That's that's the word. Sometimes it's it's fun to pronounce the weird words that they throw at you. Whatever. I know Mary's going to listen to this episode and be like, Dana, we need to work on your French. And be like... Like what? Hot? Yeah. Hot. 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 Yeah. It's pretty much like that. All right. I can't roll my eyes, so... With the Virgo man, together they're mas- they master vital life lessons. Typically retiring Virgo does the pursuing. What? What? Typically retiring Virgo does the pursuing. Cap finds himself uncannily attached. Just sex is where it started, and each subsequent interlude feels fresh like the first. It's minty. Minty fresh. Spearmint? Yeah. Actually, it's probably licorice because, you know, caps into old-fashioned stuff. Old-fashioned sweets. All right. He's just <laughs> dancing the Charleston with licorice stick <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> All right. With the Libra man, the scales is like a gust of fresh air in Cap's life. That's good because he's probably not breathing. Socially, they're mm-hmm. absolutely matched. I, I added that part. I'm sorry. I added my, my own interjections. I'm still confused. Why is he not breathing? <laughs> yeah. Socially, they're absolutely matched. This may e- they may even dress alike. Sexually, there's intrigue. Libra is especially fascinated by Cap's fit, firm physique. It's very skin-deep kind of coupling there. Yeah. All right, Scorpio man. Scorpio is inspired by Cap's ease and acumen. As a couple, confrontation is still their way of dealing with disagreements. Soon, such struggle wears thin. Still, their sex life thrives. Even if they part, they'll end up back in bed. Because that's what Scorpios do. (laughs) Hmm. All right. With the Sagittarius man, Sag is a macho choice of mate. Still, they share a satirical sense of humor and an affinity for fashion. In their downtime, it's all about learning and long, leisurely sex sessions. Inviting a third, perhaps a stranger, is status quo. Mm. With the Capricorn man on Capricorn man. This is what I was waiting for. <laughs> Jimmy Crackcorn, you don't care. The two fancy dandies. Yeah. One of the least, wait, one of the least common same sign couplings. When two guarded goats get together, it's a standoff that's sometimes insurmountable. Both are prone to posturing. Reality is lacking. Each searches for outside sex. <laughs> I'm hey. only in this because I'm looking for something better. <laughs> like, yeah, they said, like, you're my last resort. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I am constantly looking for a way out. <laughs> Oh, man, that's funny. All right, with the Aquarius man, Cap is afraid of being waylaid by the strange-seeming water bearer. 
But in a bond, Aquarius champions Capricorn's cause. Their sex life is eccentric, at times conservative, otherwise notable for its perverse nature. Well, that's a, that's, that spans the whole spectrum there. Yeah. It's eccentric. It's conservative. It's perverse. It's perverse. <laughs> Very cool. All right. What isn't it? Finally, uh, Capricorn man and the Pisces man with fishy Pisces. I wonder if that just is all, uh, all he wants is with his nether regions being fishy is another fishy. Fishy, fishy. Um, with fishy Pisces, Cap's serpent, serpentine side surfaces, but rather than expanding, the goat meanders more, perhaps losing his way. Still, they have clever ways to capitalize on their strengths. It's an effort to keep sex light. L-I-T-E. Light. Oh. Like, barely there. I guess. <clears throat> Fascinating. Okay. Fascinating stuff, those well, Capricorns. That was the Capricorn. Oh, the uh, little sport. They were, they're the fancy little dandy boy. Yeah, yeah. I used to think that term was a derogative. Because it was used that way for a while. It was a dysphemism for a long time. Really? Yeah. Huh. I, I see it like so often now. And it's like fairy. Like... That is a dysphemism. Yeah. Every time I see it, like, in writing, it's always to describe someone that's just yeah. well-dressed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Yankee doodle dandy. Yeah. Which, that, actually, yeah, now that I think about it, that song is making fun of... Yeah. Right. It is. Well. <laughs> the more you know, the more you know. Still, dandy's a fun word. Don't I'm teach glad your it's kids been... Yankee Doodle Dandy because it's glad... rude. Yeah, I'm glad it's been taken back, though. Yes. Because I feel like it has ways. been. Yeah, a lot of like those words are being reclaimed. Yeah. So, very cool. Well, that was exciting. I'm really glad we got to talk a little bit about Capricorn Man. Yeah. Um, and we'll definitely have to get into some of the um, same. I'm really curious about the Capricorn Woman now. Do you, uh, so. do you want me to photocopy some pages so that you can, uh, show them around? <laughs> show them around? <laughs> Just to present to your, to your boyfriend and be like, see, look. Oh yeah. Look, this is you. This explains everything. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Very confrontational. Yeah, no, that's, that's Aries. We'll get to me later. Very Aries of you. Yeah. Yes. We keep very, the receipts. Very god of war. Yeah. Uh, us Aries, we, we keep the receipts. I'm also going to have trouble with Aries, because every time I hear or say the word Aries, I just think of god of war, the yeah. video game, yeah. where he just goes, Aries! <laughs> <laughs> that one's only like a decade and a half. Yeah, that's also like a decade and a half old reference now. Yeah. The movie, that game came out like 2008. Not the current one, the old one, where Aries was actually a bad guy and not dead. Because he dies in the first game. Yeah. Spoiler for a game 15 years old. Anyway, this has been KinkCast. Thanks for joining home us Home of this the KinkCast. Oh, you did it. Did you watch Good Burger? I've seen Good Burger. Oh. I grew up in the 90s. I know. I know. Who was I talking to? I told, I used that phrase somewhere and they were like, um, I don't know what you're talking about. And I I'm like, what's wrong with you? I you think, don't know Good Burger. I think... I think it might have been Mary. Yeah. Mary oh. or... We'll forgive her this once. She's good at a lot of other stuff. Which is weird because she also grew up in the 90s. Yeah. Speaking of which, you should definitely check out all of her fantastic posts on our Instagram at kinkcast. 
You can also reach out to us on Twitter there's at Keycast Podcast. Um, yeah, there's some butts on there. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at Kinkcast Podcast, or you can always email us at kinkcastpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Or f- communicate with us on Facebook if you would like. Yeah, I said that. Did you? Yeah. Okay. I usually just black out. You part. just black out for this part. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll have some more uh, exciting episodes coming up this year since this is our first one of the year. We certainly have a bunch cooking up for we're gonna, another good year. We're doing Capricorn Woman next week uh, to make sure it gets released in time. Yes. Uh, and then uh, then uh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Do we know? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Or do we? But we do. Definitely for sure we do know. We're only keeping it a secret to titillate you. Yep. Titillate. Boobies. <laughs> All right. Join us next week. Bye. I am a simple goat. I live on the back of a pickup truck. The old man tied me here with a three-foot rope. Am I happy? He don't give a fuck. Hey, goat! I'm gonna beat your head in with the hickory stick. Sometimes.